This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Today we're reading from Genesis chapter number 28, and I want to call your attention to verses 20 and 21 of Genesis 28 today. They read, Then Jacob made a vow, If God will be with me and watch over me during this journey I'm making, if he provides me with food to eat and clothing to wear, and if I return safely to my father's family, then the Lord will be my God. Genesis 28 highlights for us the first of two times in which God comes to Jacob individually to confirm the promises first made to his grandfather, Abraham. This heel grabber named Jacob has connived and stolen his way into a heap of trouble as this chapter begins. After bartering to get the birthright and then outright stealing his father Isaac's blessing from his twin brother Esau, He's now on the run from his brother, who is bent on killing him, a dramatic consequence that he'll have to face in the days ahead. Under the pretense of finding a wife from his father's family, Jacob is now on the way back to his mom Rebecca's homeland to find that wife from her brother Laban's family. This familial intermarriage was common among families and clans because it preserved the family's wealth. But let's be honest, Jacob's journey to Padanaram was as much about what he was running from as it was what he was running to. See, it was his mother Rebekah's decision to steal the blessing from Esau. This blessing was one that God had already made plain belonged to Jacob regardless of the twins' birth order. Nonetheless, Isaac's intent was to give it to Esau. After the whole debacle that we read yesterday, now fearing for her beloved son Jacob's life, Rebekah encourages him to return to her homeland to find a bride. Now, Jacob's life is an exposition on the sovereign plans of God working through the brokenness of man. From the very beginning, God has made it clear that he has designs on Jacob's life. Namely, those designs included making good on the promises made to his grandfather Abraham, to make of him a great nation. Indeed, it would be this Jacob to whom the twelve sons were born, the twelve tribes of Israel. This nation that would become the stage upon which God would display his blessings to the world would manifest how God intends to interact with his covenant people who would come from the seed of this deceptive heel grabber. It was certainly not how we would have scripted it, Still, it's a lesson to us that God can use even the most broken and stubborn of men to accomplish his divine purposes. It is to these purposes and promises now that we turn in the story. God comes to Jacob in a dream, perhaps still reeling from the consequences of his deceptive ways, wandering uh, from everything uh, that he has known. Jacob beholds a divine stairway in a dream from earth to heaven, and sees angels ascending and descending. At that moment, the Lord comes to him and reveals himself to Jacob, saying, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. 
I will give you and your offspring the land on which you are lying. Your offspring will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out toward the west, the east, the north, and the south. Then the Lord reveals the most important part of the vision. He says, all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Look, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. Now, these are some powerful words spoken to this deceptive, stubborn supplanter. When Jacob arises from his vision, he is immediately aware that the Lord was there. He saw it as the gateway to heaven, for indeed it was. He named the place Bethel, meaning house of God. He makes a vow to the Lord saying, If God will be with me and watch over me, then the Lord will be my God. Now these types of conditional promises often fall short in our lives. Though we have the best of intentions, setting conditions on our following Jesus is never a wise move. Nonetheless, they underscore Jacob's intentions to be a better man, even if he doesn't follow through with them. Jacob's response is often our response to God at times. We expect God to prove himself and make good on his promises to us, and then, and only then, will we promise to serve and allow him to be our God. This was the legacy of the Jewish people from which uh, would come from Jacob. Over and over, they would make promises to God of their devotion, provided God would deliver them from their enemies. Over and over, God would be faithful to his promises, and they would, fall, they would fail to keep their end of the promise. This is likely why God promises both to Abraham and now to Jacob, and why those promises were unconditional. Because God knew all too well, no matter how many promises they made to him, they were humans and they couldn't keep them. The story of the Old Testament is one long chronicle of the broken promises of man and the fulfilled promises of God to his covenant people despite their brokenness. Despite generations of infidelity to God's laws and countless broken promises and good intentions, Israel was woefully inept at making good on their promises. Yet God did precisely what he said he would do, even though they did nothing to warrant or merit God's blessing. Even to Jacob, in the coming days, we'll trace the hand of God's faithfulness to this stubborn deceiver. True to his word, God will be with Jacob, and a promise Jacob will need in the years ahead as he languishes in a faraway land. Like Jacob, Israel continued to make promises that they couldn't keep. Though they were unfaithful, God remained faithful to them. Right down to the very last promise made to Abraham that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through Jacob's seed. A promise confirmed to Jacob that through his offspring all the world would be blessed. Because we read in John chapter 1 verse 51 as Jesus now comes to the earth and calls Nathanael. He said, truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. God indeed did exactly what he promised to Jacob that day, descending from heaven on that same ladder to become the Son of Man who would take away the world's sins. Indeed, we have been blessed through Jacob's line just as God had promised. Jesus came to this earth to rescue us from our broken promises 
and from our sinful ways. So we, we should be thankful for a God who chooses to use heel grabbers and promise breakers for his own purposes to accomplish his divine plan. Despite our brokenness, God remains faithful and elects to work amid our frailty to, ex to execute his divine purpose. This should move us to worship and should challenge our hearts toward fidelity in our own vows to God, just as it did Jacob. As we close today, let's remind ourselves of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, that reminds us, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So God, we thank you for providing for us and for pr making promises to us and keeping them. So God, help us to follow you. Thank you for your faithfulness amid our brokenness. Help us to serve you and honor you. Thank you for your grace that rescues us and redeems us from our brokenness, all for your glory and for your purposes. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, just as we close today, I want to give you a special invitation to join us this Sunday at South Seminole Baptist for our Easter celebration. I'm so excited about the things that we're going to be able to do together as we worship our Lord and Savior here. We're going to be doing family portraits with families before and after the service. There'll be a huge egg hunt for the kids after the service. It's going to be a great time together. We're going to have some fantastic worship, and I'm going to be bringing a message entitled The Easter Effect that I can't wait to share with you. I hope you can join us. Invite a friend. Be here on Sunday for our Easter services at South Seminole Baptist. Thanks so much for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For the show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Have a great weekend. Join us on Monday as together we help you learn to read your Bible.